Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to the Romans Bible Study that we have every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time live right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. Uh, and whenever you're watching this, well, I just encourage you to get your Bibles and follow along with us because it's one thing to sit and listen. It's another thing to actually take part in uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to impart that into our hearts that we need each and every day. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 9, that it's with grace God establishes the heart of his people. It's, it's with grace. That means it's with what he does because God's grace is what he's doing. And uh, God establishes our hearts with grace as we receive the knowledge from his word he offers us and that's the holy spirit attempting to guide us into all truth and when we submit to the truth when we uh begin to follow the truth not not a man not men but follow the truth of god's word then god is able to establish our hearts with grace that means with what he's doing you know he's tells us in the book of Proverbs that if we'll commit our works unto the Lord, he will establish our hearts. Why is that important? Because as the heart, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. God's trying to establish his people. He, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 54, 14, that he does that in righteousness. And let me say something about that today. It's so important. Uh, and I know that you listen to these broadcasts and some of these preachers that God is raising up in these last days and you, uh, you, that preach the message of the cross. You're going to hear things that you've, you've never heard before. Uh, but get your Bibles. That's why I say get your Bibles. It's going to be written right there before you. I'm not going to share with you anything that's an opinion. I'm going to share with you the Word of God. What God is doing is God's grace. God doesn't just throw some grace, <clears throat> excuse me, grace dust on somebody for a certain project or a mission. No, God is actually, <clears throat> whatever he's called us to do, it's him doing it in us and through us. It's him working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And that's what we call, the Bible calls, by grace through faith. Grace is what God is doing. And the Bible says in Romans 5 and 21 that grace reigns, that means God is allowed to reign in your life, my life, through righteousness. It's very important that you begin to learn the Word of God in its righteous context. It's, it's very important. You're going to hear things you've never heard before. How do I know? Because the Lord told Daniel in the last days knowledge would increase. He was not really... Uh, focused on, although knowledge of computers and travel and many things, all knowledge is increasing, even the knowledge of evil and the participation of evil. But mainly, I believe the Lord was talking about the knowledge of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Scriptures, and God is increasing the knowledge that you and I can grow in, the grace, what He will do that you and I can grow in, hallelujah, but that grace... God doing what he does reigns through righteousness. That means us understanding God's words in their righteous context. Proverbs 8 and 8, I'll quote it till I die. 
or the rapture takes place, all the words of my mouth, God says, are in righteousness. And righteousness only flows, my friend, through faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. That righteousness is not imparted initially for our righteous status as Christians or daily for us to be able to bear the righteous fruits of Christ in our lives without an exclusive faith in Christ work at Calvary. Will not happen, cannot happen. And and to disagree with what I just said means that you're still living a mystical, magical uh, a life thinking that God's just going to do what God is going to do with or without your faith, which is absolutely, totally unbiblical. Not going to happen. If that were the case, we wouldn't need very much of what's written in the New Testament except that Jesus came, he's the Son of God, gave his life for the sins of the world, and he's coming back and there will be a kingdom that we reign with him in forever and ever. Okay, everything else we didn't really need. But that's not true. We have to learn, number one, how to grow in the knowledge, God's Word, and the grace, what God will do when we believe his Word, in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord wants to do so much more than he's being allowed to do today because what he does is grace. Where where there's grace, that means there's God, the spirit of grace, and he's at work. Whether he's saving the lost or he's sanctifying the saved, teaching the saved how how to walk on this path of sanctification, path of righteousness. But whatever is going on, if it's, if it's grace, it's God moving, God doing something. And, and listen, grace reigns through righteousness. So we need to learn, begin to learn God's words in their righteous context. And there's no avenue of righteousness, as I've already stated, outside of faith in Jesus Christ and his work at Calvary. We need to know that. We need to know these things. You can't just quote a scripture. I said something I thought last night in my message. The Lord spoke and and reminded us here that if I'm not on the path of righteousness, all the Lord can do is point me to it. Once he gets me back to faith in the cross alone on the path of righteousness, then and only then can Psalms 119-105 become a reality in my life. More than just what I quote, but a reality in experience. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. We're in the book of Romans chapter 15. If you want to get your Bibles, we'll begin today in verse 20. This is part 10 of this great session, this series that we've taught. A couple of years ago, we started Romans. I know it was in 2018. I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, we're about to leave here in a couple of months, 2020. So, uh We've had a great time, and I I encourage you to go back and start at the beginning and learn the Word of God verse by verse in the context. Looking through the blood, looking through the sacrifice of Christ at at, at all the Word of God, and and I just have to do this, and listen, I'm not pressed for time. If I'm going to teach for 30 minutes, whether I go over or not, I'm not held to that, so thank God for that. But can we look at something this morning that you may have not ever seen or maybe you have? 
Can we look before we get into this Roman session today at Exodus chapter 24? I didn't plan on doing this, but the Lord knows who's watching. The Lord knows who is hungry and searching for the truth of his word, not just looking for something else to hear, looking for the truth of God's word, looking for that one avenue God's given his people to grow and to bear forth his fruit and to lay up treasure in heaven. It's only one avenue, my friend, not two. It's one, that narrow way, that straight way, hallelujah, that path of righteousness. Watch this, watch this precious scripture. Exodus 24, verse 6. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar, which was symbolic of Christ coming one day and dying on the altar as the Lamb of God, the cross of Christ. And he took the book of the covenant. Think about it. He took the book of the covenant, filled with the words of God, watch now, and read it in the audience of the people, and they said, all that the Lord has said will we do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, now watch, behold the blood of the covenant. Not behold the words of the covenant. Behold the blood. Look at the blood of the covenant. Behold the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. It's the blood of the covenant that God has made with us concerning all the words in the old and now in the new covenant. Behold the blood of the Lamb that God has made with us concerning all the promises of God, all the things of God, the only way of God. Behold the blood, hallelujah, for it is the righteousness of of God. It is the way of righteousness. And all of God's words are in righteousness. And hang on. Romans 1, 16 and 17 says the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. To who? To those who go from faith <laughs> in God's word in the context of the gospel as righteousness is revealed and they continue on that path of righteousness. We go from faith to faith as the word of God comes in the context of what Jesus did at Calvary as we continue daily to dig into the word of God beholding the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. And that context of righteousness flows Throughout the Bible, each chapter, each verse, hallelujah, we look through the blood so that we can have the understanding we need, the wisdom, the strength, the confidence we need to be kept by the power of God through faith unto this great salvation we have received. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Behold the blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a great revelation. The great illumination. The light of God's word shines only through Calvary. 
and it began to shine brighter than ever before 23 years ago as this message of sanctification began to shine back into the church. Many will reject it. Many will never accept it. Just like when Jesus showed up to Israel, most of Israel would not have anything to do with him. Oh, there were a few that did because they were looking for a Savior. They recognized him according to the Scriptures. And now the message of justification 500 years ago flow into the church through Martin Luther and now 23 years ago through a man named Jimmy Swaggart in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the great message of sanctification, both of which are exclusively through faith in the cross and nothing else. Am I justified by that way? Am I sanctified? I find the power of God, the grace of God flowing through that righteous work of Christ at Calvary to daily keep me on the path of righteousness. Not because of anything I'm doing, but because my faith, my trust, my believing with the heart again today is under righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. I pray the Lord will impart that truth to you and move you beyond thinking uh, or being caught in that deception, that trap, the fear of men, that just because they're not saying this, just because that preacher's not saying this, you hadn't heard that, that you can't go on with this truth. Can you allow God to impart truth to your heart without it having to come through somebody else? If you can't, then you're just following somebody else. Mm. Oh, if you can't receive the truth without it coming through a certain individual, you're following certain individuals and you're not following the truth. I'll give you a great example. There was a young man, preacher friend of mine, who the Lord showed him something in the Word of God, something great, just blessed his heart. He shared that on social media. Someone came along and blasted him for it, said he disagreed with it, wasn't, wasn't right at all. And, and my young preacher friend said, well, uh, uh, pastor, and called a pastor's name who's on television. And as soon as the guy who disagreed with him heard the name, well, I got it from him. The guy said, oh, okay, now I get it. Now, oh, yeah, okay, I see it now. He didn't get it. He didn't see it. He's just following men. Are you following men today? Well, if you are, it better be the men that's preaching the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about say they are. They better open that Bible and point you to the cross of Jesus Christ. Can you? Here's the question for all of us today. Can you receive the truth of God's Word without it having to come through someone you've picked out? Like today, if you're watching this broadcast and you are in another church, you have another preacher, or, or you, you value some other preacher, you've exalted some preacher somewhere, and just because you're not hearing what you heard already this morning through that preacher, that ministry, you, you can't receive it until they preach it, then you're not following truth. You're following men. Now, I'm not being ugly. I'm trying to help you, and I understand folk have to get mad most of the time before they get glad. <laughs> I, I've been there. I've done that. So most, most Christians today won't receive anything if it's outside of their four walls 
at church. But praise be to God for the great illumination of his word, the increase of knowledge of Jesus Christ in these last days where the, the words of God are, are being seen again in their righteous context, being uh, uh, able to bring us back to that path of righteousness that we've uh, escaped from, we've removed ourselves from so many times throughout the, the, the years of our Christianity. But thank God for today and the way of righteousness being revealed today. Hallelujah. Paul says here in Romans 15, y'all have held me up long enough there. Let's, so let's start in verse 20 today. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. Paul didn't look where someone had started something, but where nothing had been started. Christ hadn't even been named yet. The, the gospel had never been preached, and he did that. In verse 21, he tells why. But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see. And they that have not heard shall understand. Paul was called to the Gentiles, not just kind of, sort of like us here among Gentiles to plant a church and to start preaching the gospel and the Christians join in and we worship God, praise God, and are equipped for the work of the ministry every week and fellowship and edify one another. That, Paul was called to the Gentiles, the world out there who'd never heard of the seed of the woman, never heard of the gospel, never heard the name Christ. And, and he would bring that light into a place that was so dark that dark couldn't even be described. It was just dark. And Paul would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and men would see the light of God and men would accept, receive the understanding of God through faith in Christ. What a powerful thought. He, he quoted that from actually Psalms, I'm sorry, from Isaiah uh, 52 verse 15 that says, So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them they shall see. And that which they had not heard shall they consider. And that's exactly what Paul was about, finding places led by the Holy Spirit into places that had not heard so much as there was a salvation that God had sent his son and he would preach that glorious gospel, hallelujah, the person and the work of God's son at Calvary and many would be saved, hallelujah. That What, man, what powerful is that? And, and because of that, what God did in and through Paul, here we are today, all over the world, Gentiles, saved, bought with the blood of Jesus, gathering to worship our Father, Father in heaven, hallelujah, and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, he says in verse 22, for this cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. Now, that, he wasn't hindered because of something negative. He wanted to go to Rome. He wanted to be with the church in Rome, but he was hindered because of the mission of God on his life. He, 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 God was continually opening doors for him to preach the gospel to, the, to those who had never heard such an opportunity existed to be saved from their sins. And, 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 and now, look at what Paul says in verse 20. But now, having no more place, and that means opportunity in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come to you, 
Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you in my journey and to be brought on my way thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. Now, Paul's desire was to go to Spain, which there's no recollection, no writing that he ever made it to Spain, but he wanted to go to Spain. He had, he had at least in his heart, a journey planned to Spain, and, and he wanted to stop by and see the church in Rome first. And that's what he says here in verse 20, uh, he, in 24. Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you in my journey and to be brought on my way, thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. Paul knew if he could visit with the saints in Rome that he would be filled with joy just at the company of other believers. Do you, uh, uh, listen, are you excited about gathering with believers? Are, are you, listen, I pray that God would deal with God. Last night we had, our Wednesday nights are becoming so few uh, at church. And, and you know, people just gradually move away in their faithfulness to God. Oh, oh they, 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 they never say they're not, oh, they don't think they're being unfaithful to God, but they move away from the activity where, where others can be edified through the activity of the Holy Spirit in their life and their faithfulness to gather with the saints and to be filled, hallelujah, by the Lord in the company of other believers. Oh, what a joy it is to gather with the saints of God. And I pray that the Lord doesn't have to do something in our nation uh, because we've been so unfaithful to, to take advantage to take pleasure and to, and, to, and to stir ourselves to not become complacent and slothful, but to remain uh, with the understanding that, that God wants us to be filled with joy in the company of other believers, not sitting at home and thinking we've got the same thing and I'm not being ugly, but you don't and you can't ever have it. You don't and you can't ever have it. I hate it that some people are stuck at home now for certain legitimate reasons. It doesn't make any difference. They can be blessed at home, but mark my words, it will never be what it can be in the company of the congregation of believers. Don't lose that, my friends. Don't lose that, saints of God. Don't let the enemy in your flesh bring all these distractions and illusions and, and lies justifying why you shouldn't be among the congregation of saints. And it's not about you uh, under some legalistic rule having to be in church. No, it should be our hearts. What if you had to tell your spouse, you know, you should be loving me, you know you're supposed to love me. What, what if you had to tell your spouse to love you all the time? It would, wouldn't that be horrible? Saints of God shouldn't have to be told to gather with the saints. They shouldn't have to be told to stir themselves to a place of joy, to, to have a desire once again and a fire to be in the congregation, worshiping God among other believers. We shouldn't have to be told these things. These should be like it was in the beginning. In the beginning, when the fire of God stirred our hearts to be in church, to give financially to the work of God, to pray, to study God's Word. It's so easy in this world we live in to fall away. And while we're falling away, we're making excuses that are oh so legitimate to us. 
when we're falling away from the activity of faithfulness to God according to the Word, then we're, we're losing a joy. We're having to declare we have that joy, but, but it's, we're really not experiencing that joy. And a declaration that I have the joy is not the same as being filled with the joy. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. He can, he'll steal it from you while you're telling him he can't have it. Oh, somebody needs to hear that today. He will steal it from you while you're telling him he can't have it. He'll steal your marriage. He'll steal your kids. He'll steal your health while you're telling him he can't have it. Come back to the cross so that he can see there's no way he's going to be able to steal from you. Come back to the cross. It's not you saying, I'm coming back. It's you coming back, humbling yourself, no longer loving your lives more than you love obeying the Lord Jesus Christ. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony, the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives unto the end. Hallelujah. Come back to that faithful place. Hallelujah. Paul says in verse 24, let's read it again. Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, and once again, there's no writing that he ever made it there. I'll come to you, I trust, for I trust to see you in my journey and to be brought on my way thitherward by there, by you, stopping along the way to see you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. He says, but now I go into Jerusalem to minister unto the saints, always about ministry, always about ministry. You know, child of God, what you're really looking for, of course, is the fulfillment of the purpose <coughs> of God in your life. Paul writes in the book of Romans chapter 1, let's go back, close out the broadcast today, with this first verse in this letter to the Romans, the Roman saints. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. That's what we've been separated to, the gospel. That's what we've called by that's what we're called to, and there's where we will daily find the power that will keep us through faith unto this great salvation that Peter, he wrote that in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, that we are kept by the power of God through faith unto something, salvation, unto something. Salvation. We're being kept by the power of God through faith. The power of God is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. The preaching of the cross is the power of God to us who are saved. We're kept by the power of God through faith. We're not just kept. And when we are kept, it's through faith. It's through our believing the gospel. And the result is unto the salvation of God at work in our lives. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? We're separated unto the gospel of God. And the apostle Paul was sold out to ministry. And granted, our ministries are not like Paul's. We're not really, there are not many people today going into places where this gospel has never been heard. There are a few. 
But most of us are pastors or saints in churches that are pastored. But nevertheless, the more our lives become that, which we've been separated to, the more of the fulfillment of God's purpose and plan in our lives we will experience. Not declare we're experiencing. That will happen, but it will be a literal experience. Paul said to the church in Philippi in chapter 1, verse 27, that we are to be, our lives are to be that which is becoming the gospel. More and more sold out to this gospel that we've been separated unto. Paul writes it another way in Galatians 6, 14, that we should, God forbid that we make our boast in anything other than the cross of Christ through which we were crucified to the world and the world unto us. That's the great separation. When we were saved, we were separated from the world. We're still in it, but we're no longer of it. We were separated from the sin nature. It still exists, but we're no longer dominated by it. <clears throat> but what we, the reason... The reason those things take place and still inexperience are happening today is because we realize we've been separated unto the gospel. And our lives through faith in the cross, which is the gospel, and that alone, our lives are becoming which, that which is the gospel, the fruit of the gospel, the fruit of the message of the cross, bearing forth the fruits of his righteousness not allowing sin to dominate us, not by telling it it won't, but by trusting in that which caused the sin nature to become dormant and no longer reign over us because we're no longer under law, but now under the rule of God called grace, the place God works and reigns through righteousness, that work of Christ at Calvary. Hallelujah. What a broadcast today. I encourage you to tune in every Thursday morning, Monday and Thursday morning, 8.30 a.m. live, or watch the broadcast whenever you can. They're uploaded to thecrosswaychurch.com. They'll always stay on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, and they're also uploaded to Curtis Hutchinson 316, which is the YouTube channel. You can listen to the Word of God. If you got a Bible, follow along with us so you won't just sit there and say, oh, I don't know about all that. You can see it right there written. It is written, hallelujah. And that's what we need to go by, what is written. So I encourage you, uh, Friday mornings in the morning, 9 a.m. sharp, we'll be in the studio. You're invited if you live anywhere near Queen City, Texas. And uh, we're in the book of 2 Timothy, enjoying it, learning and growing. And I praise God for each and every one of you that are learning the truth of his word. So into good ground, so into good ground where you're hearing and learning God's wonderful words of life. They're called truth in his word that he's hidden, not from us, but for us. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can give by texting the word give to 903 231-5950. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.